pour yourself a cup of coffee. It's the Sunny Side Up Show with Edgar and Philip. So, if you've listened to some of our previous episodes, you know we like to do top fives. Right. It's we a, like lists. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't like a good list? Yeah. I mean, I look at lists all the time. Yeah. This episode is going to be slightly different. So we are going to do five movies. Yes. But this is not our top five. No. And actually, we are going to come back to this topic multiple times. Yes. And at some point. A lot more times. Yes. (laughs) Because (laughs) ideally, what we'd like to do is eventually have kind of like AFI does. AFI has their top 100 films of all time. Right. Citizen Kane's is at the top of that list. Right. We'd like to do something similar. So we're going to come back to this every so often and hopefully, you know, a year or two from now, hopefully not that long, uh, but we will have at least 10 episodes. Yeah. We will each. If we're combining our numbers. And if we do it separately, then it'd be 20 episodes. We're doing it separately. It's it's going to be be our our own personal. It's going to be a lot of episodes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so yeah, we just wanted to go ahead and kick this off. So at some point we will have our top 100, uh, and these will be our personal sunny side 100. Yes. And maybe we'll even once That's we a prestigious list, you got to be on that list. Yes. That's uh, list. but I'll go ahead and tell you right now, <laughs> there, are, <laughs> there are some not so prestigious right, movies on this list very as, prestigious. as you will learn very okay. quickly. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, my, well, I think my list could be very different than yours. Um, so these are uh, these are just five movies. Yes. Picked. So when I picked my movies, I wasn't necessarily thinking these are my favorite movies of all time. There might be one or two in there that I would consider my favorites. But of all would time. you put them on the list? Yes. Of these 100. are all movies that I would put okay. on my list. Now yeah. I meant just top five in general. So this, I see what you're saying. This is just five movies. Yes. That we like. That we're gonna add to a list of one hundred. Do you feel though when the do list, we want to rank them at the end? I, I do want to do All that. Right. We'll probably have one episode set aside where we yeah, we have them ranked yeah. one to a hundred. So yeah, um, yeah. So for now, we just kind of want to put it out there because it is kind of tough to sit down and really pick yeah. one hundred movies yeah. uh, in one sitting. I actually tried doing it. Yeah, and I got to like forty five. And I ran out. <laughs> I just yeah. was like, what? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're being lazy. Um, no, but also I, I think the, the spirit of this too is to just pick five movies that we enjoy that we want people to start watching without necessarily having the, the pressure of being top five of all time. Yes. Because, I mean, ultimately. Like a lot of the movies I recommend I aren't movies that I would consider top five of all time. They're just movies I think that person would like. Right. Exactly. Same. Um and I feel like, you know, you uh, have a degree that's related to film. Yeah. I would consider us both cinephiles. Yes. We both love movies. So it is very difficult to pick a top five. I can probably name maybe one movie that I could say definitively is in my top five, but that's it. It's it, hard. If you ask me to really break down It five, changes. It changes. It does. And with There's, so many movies coming out. There's an... Uh, uh, not... No, there's a movie that was big when I was a child um, that I started thinking about today that I hadn't thought about in a while. And I was like, wow, that movie really influenced me, and I love this movie. Is it in your five? It is not on what my is five. It? Kill Bill. I was thinking about oh. Kill Bill earlier today. And that's a movie that I loved that 
is going to be on a future five list, by the yeah. way. I will put that in it's inter- I, I was sitting there thinking, too, especially like Quentin Tarantino movies, how many yeah. of those are going to be wait, in wait. my top 100? <laughs> Spoiler alert, there's one on my list. Uh, today? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's get into it. All right, let's get, yeah, let's get, so the other idea, too, is we don't want to, like, give you a big, boring episode where we, like, go too crazy deep into stuff. We just, we really want to recommend five movies like five yeah. cool movies that we just want you to no, watch no spoilers yes we just want to throw out five movies and maybe talk a little bit about why yes. we like these yes. movies exactly um so i who wants to go first i'll go first all right cool. uh, i'll kick G- this gives off. me time to prepare <laughs> yeah i'll uh, i'll go ahead and kick this all off right. uh my first movie is a film that i uh, is done by a creator that i would probably say got me into film in a serious level okay kevin smith yes uh, I already know. Easily, like, one of my favorite filmmakers. I love him. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just got that, like, silly, childish humor. Yes. I just love him as a person. Yeah, he's, and he's, a, he's a great person. Everything. Um, and my favorite of all of his movies is Mallrats. Uh, ah. It's one of his earliest movies. Second movie. Um, and it just hits home with me because I myself was a mall rat growing up. I spent a mm. lot of my weekends at the mall, at you know, the your parents, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, not a subway Barton Creek mall. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's like one day in with most of it taking place in a mall, but it's actually kind of like a guy trying to win the love of his life yes. back. Yes. And so it's it the cast is great. There's, 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 just, there's some big names in there, which yeah. is crazy. Like Ben Affleck's in that movie. Ben Affleck's in the movie. Michael Rooker's in that yes. movie. What's interesting about this movie is that when it came out, it was critically panned. But then it got a huge cult following. It is one yeah. of the first cult following movies. Like yeah. when people talk about cult followings, yeah. that is one of the first ones. Well, that and Clerks, his two Clerks. movies were movies Clerks. that, you know... Well, were, when Clerks first came out, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was a big deal. A lot deal. of people. And that's why a lot of people were watching for Mallrats. Um, yeah. That's a very special time in film history because it was the rise of the indie. Exactly. And a lot of people don't give Kevin Smith his credit. Clerks was a huge independent movie yeah. that really changed the game. And that's why he still is in that conversation that plays for with a lot of people. And I know a lot of people, they don't necessarily like negate his impact but they're thinking about his most recent projects and they're not necessarily he's definitely kind of there was a point where he stopped making films for people and he started making films that he wanted to make right right um and some were good and some weren't like red state was a great movie then tusk not so great you know i liked tusk as well it was really the yoga hosers that really (laughs) i haven't even seen that oh god do not watch that that movie Um, but i like him as a personality i do too and the thing is is you'll hear a lot of people especially nerds who yes. will say that they got into the they wanted to become filmmakers because, because of, of Kevin him. Smith. He has a very interesting story. He sold his comic book collection to and literally movie. shot a black and white movie yeah. yep. in a great the place story. he works. He has a great story. Um but Mallrats to me was just it's such a fun movie and it's it's one of those movies that I knew without a doubt was going to be in my top 100 because I've returned to it so many times. It's a movie that I, if there's nothing else to watch, I'll throw on Mall Rats. That's a great movie. Great yeah. pick. Yeah. Also, Stanley Cameo. Yes. Okay. My first pick. Um, so this isn't my number. Oh, it doesn't matter. They're not numbered. It doesn't matter. But my first pick is a newer movie. Ooh. It's actually the newest movie on my list. It came Ooh. out in 2016. 
The name of the movie is Arrival. Oh! Yes, Arrival by direct, director Dennis Villeneuve, uh, starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker. Uh, this is a movie that blew me away when I saw it. It is an alien movie, unlike any other alien movie you've but it's, seen. But it's not. It's it not. isn't. It's a it human isn't. story. Yeah. Uh, it's a story about language yes. and connection. And the premise of the movie is that these aliens arrive, the arrival, they arrive to, to our planet, um, and they sent, like, the humans send a language expert, Amy Adams, to try to learn and communicate with the aliens. Yeah. And the aliens have a language that's based off shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amy Adams learns their language. And right. that's, like, the premise of the movie. I don't want to give too much away because there is twists and turns. It, it is yeah. wild. What an amazing... That is one of the most recent, very visceral movie experiences and that movie got nominated for best picture yep. didn't win of course because sci-fi movies never win it's tough um, for them but to, it did it that deserved win. it really deserved that spot though um and i was just so blown away by the acting amy adams I've, i'd always been a fan and i respected her uh, but i got a newfound respect when i saw this movie i put her up there with the greatest actresses and actors like she just i'm a huge amy adams fan for killer sure. jeremy renner also kills it in this movie unexpected uh, too because yes. you don't really consider jeremy renner to be yes like a, a top tier actor but he did a great job and what's so awesome about this movie is that it is high class high like art sci-fi yeah that we just have not had in a long long time and it's it's one of those movies too that when you look at the sci-fi genre it's so convoluted with the same stuff over and over again and this is a movie that just took the alien genre and flipped it flipped it made it original yes and and by the way i am not just like blowing smoke like this was a big deal this movie was listed top 10 by afi the year it came out um, it was nominated, obviously, for Best Picture. Um, but also, I think it... Oh, and it got uh, the director, Dennis Villeneuve, uh, the Dune job. So he will now be doing the Dune movies, the remakes of the Dune movies. He will be doing that. Uh, so yeah, the, this was a big deal. Um, I highly recommend this movie. I saw this movie... The first time I saw this movie, I was just totally blown away. And I had to see it a second time. Nice. Um, just to, to, to sort of let it seep in. Um, that's all I'll say because I really don't want to give any more away. I just highly, highly recommend it. If you want a good new modern sci-fi movie, this is it. Uh, watch out for that director though. I love everything he's made. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great movie. Arrival. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, definitely well worth watching. Uh, I'm going to take it back. Okay. This will probably be one of the oldest movies in my top mm. 100, but this is a movie uh, done by uh, one of probably the most acclaimed directors of Citizen all Kane? time. <laughs> uh, no. no. Uh, this is done by a wonderful, wonderful director named Sidney Lumet. Oh, yeah. Um, and this, to me, is one of the most brilliant films I've ever seen because it is a movie that takes place in one room the yes. entire this is one time. one of my favorite movies. I know 12 Angry about. Men. Yes unbelievable one of my favorite henry fonda films um it's it's essentially that movie is a movie that people should watch today yes oh i agree today because of just like you you think of like how can you make the simplest of movies with such little production value but have so much depth and so much story yeah and this literally this whole film takes place 
in one room is centered around a jury. Yeah, let's do the premise of this. Movie. Uh, so it's basically it's twelve angry men. Yeah, in a room. There's, it's there's the jury. the The jury is deciding if uh, on a murder case. Yes, and it had to be unanimous. Yes, and one person decides no, no. I disagree. Yes. And the whole movie is him trying to convince the rest yes. that this person didn't do it. Right. Um, and it's, it's... It's a revelation. Oh, it's it is. It's such a great movie. It is so wonderful. And that movie is so important now because I think one, one of the things that people forget about our justice system is this idea of um, innocent until proven guilty. Yes. And the presumption of innocence. And yeah. also a big thing in juries is without a doubt. Exactly. If you have a doubt, you cannot, you cannot, it is your moral obligation not to convict. Right. Especially for the death penalty. And the thing, yeah. And the thing is too, is, you know, there's so many jurors that go into it emotionally invested in the story. And sometimes those emotions affect how you, you, you view it. And there's been times in our life where somebody's been convicted of murder that didn't do it. Yeah. And there was very clear evidence that they didn't do it, but it it, it was enough. Uh, 12 angry men is the movie that kind of has always made me feel differently about if I was ever to be on a jury. And there's a few scenes in that movie that are so powerful and will just always be in my mind forever. But it's uh, 1957. So very old. It's black and white, but it it sounds old and boring, but it's not. It's a masterpiece. It's not at all. It's it shot beautifully. The uh, dialogue is amazing. The story is great. It yeah. is not boring at all. Yeah. Uh, great movie. Okay. I'm also taking it back. Not as far back. I'm going to 1975. Ooh. The summer we got the blockbuster. Oh. That's right. Jaws. So wow. Jaws is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yes, Honestly, it, it might make it on my top five. Uh, people who know me know that I adore and love that movie. It's yes. one of the first horror movies I ever saw growing up, and it's also a blockbuster movie. Uh, I had such a fear of Bruce the Shark uh, <laughs> that I honestly thought that he would come up through the shower drain. Like I yeah. had such an intense fear. Is one of the biggest spooks I've ever gotten uh, in a movie-watching experience. I can't believe my parents let me watch this. The funny thing is that it is rated PG. This yeah. is a PG rated movie, even with all the blood and the scares. Um, yeah. So this, um, obviously I don't have to, most people have seen Jaws. So, yeah. but if you have not and I know a few people who have not and they sort of, res- not nothing against them, but they've sort of resisted watching Jaws because it is one of those movies that is just so iconic that everyone says you need to watch that everyone blah 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 everyone quotes we're gonna need a bigger boat (laughs) eyes black as doll eyes like stuff like that that they sort of resist it and i gotta say no truly truly a masterpiece of film uh without a doubt gave us steven spielberg and you want to talk about a movie that genuinely put fear into people without CGI. Without CGI. It was that, practical. That's impressive. It was practical. Like when you see some of those behind the scenes, like especially like with the. Right. Yeah. It's just, you're just like, wow. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I don't swim in the ocean because of Jaws. <laughs> I, that movie I saw for the first time at well, five. I still swim in the ocean. But um, yes. my, my dad was watching it one night and I came out and I just remember seeing that shark and thinking, I don't, why would I ever get in the water? This, 
<laughs> Why? Jaws. Oh my goodness. Uh, it also, for me personally, it sparked my love of sharks. I re- I have a deep love of sharks. Um, so that, I mean, the movie is very special to me. Um, I will say this movie was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation uh, for cult- for culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant uh-huh. uh, products. So it is by far considered one of the greatest movies of all time. Some people may even argue it is the greatest movie of all time. It's, a, mo- a, it's definitely a cinematic experience that makes you feel something. Yeah. Jaws. I mean, the iconic song, the song, oh, the shots, dun, the poster, dun. iconic poster. Dun, you dun. see that poster. Oh, and it's been redone, it's been redone so, many so many times. Yeah. Love Jaws. Uh, yeah, I had to mention it. Uh, that's a, that's a great one. I'll, I'll tell you this. I put that movie up there, but I don't think it would make my top 100. What? It would make your top 100? It could. It potentially okay. could as we... You got to 40, remember? Yeah, I, got, I only got to 40, <laughs> so it could. Uh, my next movie right. is without a doubt in my top five of all time. Uh, I, I would not question this for a second. Okay. It's probably my most watched movie. It is a beautiful piece of work. Um, and from, it's... I like I oh this is the movie that I own the most copies of. Oh, okay. Um and that School is of Rock, I knew. <laughs> 1971's Willy Wonka and, and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Starring classic, Gene Wilder classic. as Willy Wonka. Needs to be on everyone's 100. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The songs are amazing. Mm-hmm. And Gene Wilder, oh my god. And what you don't realize is this is a dark story told with so much beautiful, colorful imagery. Yes. That you don't notice it. As a child, I saw this movie a million times. Yes. And I had no idea that there were dark themes to this. You can watch it as a kid and adult and you get two different experiences. Exactly. But amazing. I mean, this is uh the only movie soundtrack that I own on vinyl. Because I love the music in this. Uh, a Pure Imagination it would probably go down as one of my most beloved songs. Love it. Love it. Um, and Gene Wilder's performance Gene Wilder. is so fantastic. I mean, he We're is, still memeing it today. He, uh, Yeah. I mean, he... It's just... It's such a... It's a magical movie. And it magical takes you away movie. to this place that you want to go. You know? And, and, and it's quotable. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and it's just... It's a great story... Um, iconic. I, iconic. I just, I mean, there's so much I love the about that movie. The use of color. Oh. oh my gosh, everything. The, cin- yes. the, the cinematography, the writing, the acting. Fantastic movie. Yes. Let me ask you, remake. Will that make your top list? No. Ooh, no. Yeah. No. The way. Johnny Depp one. Mm. What, they went into that backstory about Willy Wonka that was so unnecessary about his dad being yeah. uh, a dentist and he yeah. could never eat candy. Oh, I could not stand it. Too rough. Yeah. All right. My next one, I am jumping ahead into the future, just five years, 1980. Um, special year, because that is the year that Martin Scorsese gifted us the movie Raging Bull. Wow. Yes, Raging Bull. I would not imagine this. I, mean, I guess that makes sense. Never mind. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I going to say? Raging Bull is probably, um, it's definitely in contention for my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. It is a boxer uh, drama. Um, so, of course, uh, the story of Jake LaMotta, a classic story. This is a real-life story yeah. uh, played by Robert De Niro, who is fantastic. This is during the prime era of Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro giving yep. us movie magic. Yeah. Um, this movie, black and white, uh, when it didn't need to be, beautiful, 
gorgeous. Um, and it is just the portrait of a, a, a boxer sort of from his prime to his downfall. Yeah. Um, and, oh my gosh, I, the, the scene where there's so many iconic scenes <laughs> yeah. in it. Also, it's a tough movie. Like it is. it's a tough movie to watch. But there's it's some, really good though. Some really intense moments. And I don't want to give too much away for the people who haven't seen it. Uh, but yes, there, there are moments that will make you very, very uncomfortable and it does not pull any punches. It's very honest, uh, portrait of the man. Um, but there are uh, a very emotionally drain or emotionally like impactful scenes where you see Jake LaMotta punching a wall and stuff like that. Yeah. That sound really dumb now. Uh, but that, that's where it started. That's where those like cliches of the downfall. Yeah. This is that prototype movie uh-huh. where we got a lot of that. Stuff. Would you, would you say best boxing, boxing movie of all time? Yeah. I mean, above all the Rockies, I mean, it's this or Rocky yeah. or Rocky four. I mean, it's, it's gotta be one of those. Yeah. I, I would say definitely the best boxing movie of all time. Like quality wise yeah, for sure. Culture wise. It's that I say Rocky gives it a, uh, uh, I say yeah. Rocky over it. Right. But ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, cause I think they affected film and pop culture in a slightly different way. I agree. Rocky was more. You Rocky know, was masses. like the blockbuster yes. versus where Raging Bull was a, a cinematic masterpiece. Yes. So, uh, yes, yes. Check it out. Uh, don't want to give too much away, but yes, if you want a movie of Robert da- or Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> of Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese in their prime, check out the Raging Bull. The other reason why I picked this is because one of my favorite pizzas ever is named after the Raging Bull. They used to make it at the Alamo <laughs> Draft House. They no longer they, make it. Yeah, they don't. Uh, but yes, the Raging Bull. Uh, that is a wonderful choice. I uh, strongly support that. I am going to stick with the early days. Um, this is the 70s. Might okay. as well keep it going here. But I, um, at one point in my early 20s, became a huge fan of classic kung fu. Um, I fell in love with, of course, you know, the drunken master you know, uh, mm. enter the 36 chambers, all of these, these movies. I, I loved, uh, the sounds that people make when they punch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, I loved the bad dialogue. I, I loved the, it's the theatrics of it that really stood out to me, but there was one film that I fell in love with and I remember renting it from a place here in town called I love video because mm-hmm. they have classic place. They have a, a wonderful selection of, of classic, uh, Kung Fu, but this was the movie that that for me I rented it and watched it like six times in a row. It was just like uh, it's a movie called Boxer from Shantung, um, mm. and this made me fall in love with a guy named Quan uh, Tai Chen, who is the main character of this movie. And it's basically a guy who uh, lives in poverty, and he wanted to to become so in the 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 towns you know kind of like mobs. In mobster movies, they had these these guys who would protect their businesses, but you had to pay them, and that's what he wanted. He wanted to be that kind of figure. Mm-hmm. He wanted to have money, and this is kind of his story as he rises to that. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the action sequences in this are so iconic, and I even feel like uh, uh, the main actor rivals Bruce Lee in terms of his ability, like the facial expressions and the quick movements of the body. Now, Bruce Lee 
is the man. Right. I wouldn't put anybody above Bruce Lee, but I would argue that style-wise, this guy had it. He had the look. He had the moves. And I, there's there's just some, like, really solid fight scenes in this movie, and I, I like so much of it. Okay. Uh, I've seen this, this movie way too many times. Um, I probably watch it once every three months at this point. Wow. Um, okay. Because I, I do. I've I, never seen this. I just wow. thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this movie. Uh, okay. I, I can't, if you like Kung Fu, this is check a must see. I will check it out. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you're making me think of all the Kung Fu movies <laughs> that can go on my list. Well, when, when, when I was building this list, I thought to myself like, okay, I want to try and pull one movie from every genre, you know, mm. because there is that one. I wanted to yeah. have a nice diverse list for for people to to check out so yeah. uh yeah this is it's up there this won't be the this will also not be the only the kung, only fu, kung movie fu movie that appears on this so okay my next one quentin tarantino's first movie oh. ever reservoir dogs yes so this is great um, movie starring harvey kaito uh chris penn steve buscemi uh tim roth um amazing amazing movie this is the movie that gave us quentin tarantino it was jam-packed with style it had the dialogue it had the camera work um it had the music um like this is this introduced the iconic quentin tarantino opening the the trunk shot you know looking up at, at the people looking down this introduced the use of music uh interesting characters cast of characters the dialogue was amazing um, yeah, it was wonderful. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of people now that, you know, we've had Quentin for a long time now, we've sort of forgotten, um, where he came from a little yeah. bit. And now that we have like new gen of people discovering his later movies, like, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry, kids in the car. It's the name of the movie. Uh, it's the name of the movie. <laughs> uh, uh, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. And of course, most recently, once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah. which I recently saw and loved, loved, adore them. The thing that I love about Quentin Tarantino, and you can tell when you see his movies, is that he is a fan of film, and he. This ta- is what showed that. And he takes a lot of, like when you watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, you're gonna notice that he pays homage to a lot of things. Yes. You know, and uh, people will always argue, like, well, he doesn't do original work. You know, he usually yes. takes other concepts, but he's a remix artist, but, he's like a producer, but sampling, but the way he does it is so well done. And when you take a movie like Reservoir Dogs, oh, it's pure talent. It's, oh, it's I'm fantastic. Not, and, and I'm not saying here that Reservoir Dogs is his best movie. It actually might be his worst movie in a lot of ways. But the thing is, um, this is the movie that showed the world what Quentin can be. And then we literally got Pulp Fiction right after, which will be on my top five of all time. And the thing is, too, if you want to talk about coming out swinging with a good first punch, that's a great film to start your career with. Iconic squad shot, the whole gang in in suits walking down. Amazing. Um, And yes, so check it out. If you've not seen Reservoir Dogs, uh, check it out because you will get like proto- quentin tarantino at his like rawest yeah um and it also started his whole crime movie series which was lasted for quite a while uh before he started sort of branching out yeah so check it out yeah great choice i'm again i'm curious to see how much quentin tarantino <laughs> is going to be on our list I, um, all his movies will be on my 
top 100. I There's one movie that may not. That's one of his most recent movies that I was uh, not the biggest fan of. But And I would actually argue that I can tell you right now the one that won't be on mine is... Uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah, Jackie I Brown. I love that. See, that would be very high on my, my list. My least favorite, but it's also considered one of his better movies. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, so let me go ahead and completely ex- like ruin all of my credit oh to my this goodness. point. All right. What's next? <laughs> because, and again, this is where I stress that this is our personal list. But if you want to take a movie that failed so miserably at the box office. Oh, no. Batman but, versus Superman. But for, <laughs> no, this, that will not be on my top 100. Um, I did enjoy that movie, but only aspects of that movie did I enjoy. This is a movie that if you want to take my childhood and you take a property from my childhood, something that I grew up madly in love with. Oh, no. And you added a nice, unique, modern twist to it, but you stuck so true to the source material this is done by the Wachowskis. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Mm. Easily one of my favorite movies. This is having a resurgence. People are coming it back is. to this movie. When this movie came out, a lot of people did not like it. No. But if you go into this movie. Because it was like five hours. It's like, well, Okay. Now movies are like three hours, no problem. But yeah. back then. Yeah. Back then, if you made rough. a movie over two and a half hours, yeah. people were, would laugh at you. Yes. They, um, they but would riot. To me, Speed Racer was a movie that you take the classic concept, you kind of give it this like Hot Wheels spin, you know, with the tracks being all crazy and loopy. But it's a very colorful movie, and the style of humor and the way this movie presented is presented. It almost seemed like it was taken straight from like Speed Racer manga mm-hmm. from the old anime mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I was the child, I was that kid who had a Mach 5 toy mm. in my bedroom mm-hmm. and I had the, the full uh, action figure set. I loved yeah. Speed Racer. Yeah. I wanted to be Speed Racer. I wanted to be Speed Racer. I wanted to be a race car driver because yeah. of Speed Racer. Right. And when I saw this movie, I remember walking out just being like, they nailed it. Like yeah. nobody could be this accurate yeah. to the source material and also just make a movie that is so unbelievably fun. Um, And and this was also the first time that I uh, started to really appreciate Emil Hirsch Mm -hmm. um, as an actor. actor. Uh, I I thought he did a great job, but uh, I mean... It's crazy to think he's been with us for so long because he's still so new. He has, you know? Well, I mean, he started out so young, but um, I I can't highly recommend uh, Speed Racer enough. I I really can't. Very interesting. I will say I've seen it once. Uh, I don't remember hating it, but I also wasn't like the biggest fan of it. I need to revisit it, especially because there has been this resurgence and you just look at the stills of it and you're like wow it's beautiful it's That's so amazing. beautiful yeah um i loved speed racer growing up but definitely not the same level as you did yeah um but very interesting i need to i need to check that out yeah. again i knew i had to mention I, I knew i had to mention it okay for sure all right um take us home something great so I know this it's gotta be something good well okay so this is a movie that honestly will be on my top five like this will for sure be in my top five. Um, Ooh, I, I think this, I know this might be my number one. Oh, honestly. I definitely know what it is. The name of the movie is Pan's oh. Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, of course. Uh, when it came out, it blew everyone away. People were so mad that this movie did not get nominated for Best Picture. It did get nominated for Best Foreign Picture. 
and it lost. It did not win. <laughs> Who did it lose to? Do you know? It, I don't even remember. It was that's some foolish. Crazy movie. Of course, Guillermo del Toro would go on to win a bazillion of awards. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, this is a movie so special to my heart. Um, I was absolutely blown away when I saw it. Um, the direction, the story, the actors, the imagery, uh, the imagery. When we talk about movies and escapism and, and going into world, um, honestly, I feel like for a majority of movies, that doesn't really happen anymore. We're just sort of looking at a screen because yeah. we've just been transfixed by everything in the world. So it's just like another screen to us. It's very rare that you actually get fully immersed in this world. Yeah. Um, and Guillermo del Toro is one of the few people that can still do it. And Pan's Labyrinth is 100%. his greatest example of being able to do it. Um, he's a fantastic director. You know, he's made some bad movies, some good movies, uh, but he's also made some fantastic yeah. movies. And honestly, in my opinion, uh, if we're like separating with like foreign and domestic movies, then yes, maybe like Pan's Labyrinth would be the best foreign movie of all time. But for me, just in general, I would put it up there with any movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like the, the magic in the movie. Um, I've seen this movie with grownups. Uh, I've seen this movie with, uh, not like little kids, but with younger viewers and they've all sort of been just blown away by this movie. Um, this is, uh, this goes to his, he had a phase where he made Spanish language, um, uh, 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 not necessarily horror movies, but horror fantasy right. movies. And this was the last one and it was the best one. Um, beautiful it's a, story. It's a work of art. Beautiful story. Without a doubt. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Knew, I knew that would be on your list somewhere. I had to, uh, so I was doing my top, my, not my top, I keep saying top five, but my, my list of five movies to recommend. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I included one that I knew for sure would be in my top five. Same. Yeah. So that's why I included pants labyrinth. So check it. If you've yes. not seen it, uh, definitely check it out. It's a fantasy story. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about a little girl trying to get back home. Um, so definitely check it out. Amazing movie. Yeah, I agree. I think these are all great movies. Um, a lot of a good, a, a good selection of movies to start with, um, without a doubt for, for us, for the start yes. of this list. Yes. For sure. Um, we want, yes, we want to give people a list of movies that are, aren't necessarily going to be in the AFI top 100, but also are just really good that we love. You well, know what I, mean? I think each one of us had one in the top 100, Raging yeah. Bull, Raging Bull, and I think Willy Wonka may be in the top 100 yeah. as well. Yeah. So we, um, obviously there's going to be some overlap. And Jaws. Jaws. I know Jaws, yeah, Jaws is Jaws definitely sure. in there. There will be some overlap. For sure. For sure. But you know good start though good start um, so at some point we'll hit that 100 it's gonna take a lot of episodes it we're is growing five Woo. it is for yeah we're gonna yeah. do five each but you know we are a daily uh show it you know at some point we feel like we may run out of topics <laughs> i highly doubt it so you know this is kind of another thing that we just we it's gonna be 20 episodes yeah so i, I already said this but i double checked my map um but yeah you know it just gives us an opportunity to kind of take the list and expand on it and 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 i've always wanted to put together my top 100 ever since 
you know, I got into the, the AFI when I became a cinephile. Yeah. Uh, I, that was something like I, that was one of the jumping off points for watching movies for me. And, uh, go watch movies. Go yeah, watch just, some movies. Just, yeah. Uh, check out yeah. some cool, awesome movies. Yeah. All right. That has been our episode for the day. Um, as always share our show means a lot to us. Check us out on Spotify. If you want to send us your list of five movies that you enjoy, that you want us to watch, that you want us to read out loud on our next episode, send us an email at daily at gmail.com. Um, all right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.